Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make income while traveling the world. And on today's episode, I have a fellow Indian digital, digital nomad. And I always love interviewing uh, Indian digital nomads, uh, even though there's so few of them. Uh, we've only had, I think, um, two other Indian digital nomads uh, on the show. We've actually recorded almost 200 episodes, and only out of all of those, there's only be two Indians. And uh, for those of you who obviously know, India is the second biggest population in the entire world after China, uh, but there's so few digital nomads. And obviously, digital nomadism is a hot and upcoming trend in work, uh, basically working online and traveling the world. Uh, so on today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing the founder of Remote Explorers, which is a big digital nomad retreat happening this fall. Um, so we're going to be finding out about how you, as a listener and a viewer, can actually go and spend time with fellow digital nomads or from around the world, enjoying the beauty of India. And uh, just a little backstory before we... I'm actually of Indian ethnicity. I'm actually from uh, the city or the town of Mangalore. And uh, my dad grew up in Mumbai, and my mom grew up in Nagpur. They had a marriage, and then they moved to Canada. And I was born in Canada, so I call myself an Indo-Canadian. Uh, but definitely my roots and, uh, uh, um, you know, kind of like my, uh, my heritage is definitely Indian. So I, I fall into two cultures, Indian and Canadian. Uh, so that's a little backstory about myself. So uh, on today's show, we're going to be finding out about um, Mayur and about his own digital nomad journey and inspiring other Indians and other ethnic minorities to actually travel the world and become nomadic as well. So Mayur, uh, great to have you on the show. If you want to share more about yourself, uh, a little bit about your background and yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, Ricky, for this opportunity to be on this podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. It's always good to, you know, uh, reach out to more people. And uh, as you said, if I can inspire fellow Indians to... Uh, think beyond the box, out of the box, and take up this lifestyle, that would be great. And I'm sure this podcast will uh, will be a great help in that regard. Uh, so just uh, talking about uh, me as a digital nomad or me as a professional, uh, I'm a financial analyst by profession. Uh, and uh, I was working in a corporate job till 2014. Uh, uh, I would not say I wasn't happy. But uh, I, I knew that, you know, I could be happier uh, doing something else. Um, so so when, when an opportunity came in 2014 uh, to have a remote job, I took it up on a pay cut just to, just to explore the thrill of uh, being on your own and not having a boss around. Uh, then, uh, you know, uh, then... Uh, for for first few months, I didn't really travel much because uh, I wasn't really exploring that that angle of uh, working from home. Uh, I was staying with my parents and was spending time saving costs, uh, staying with them. Uh, but then at a point in time, I thought, okay, I'll take a solo trip. Uh, and it was quite exciting back then because uh, solo travel is almost non-existent. In India, um, so so taking a solo trip was my first uh, step towards being a digital nomad, being a true digital nomad in that sense, uh, because not none of my friends have a remote job, so nobody could join me. So that's the only way I had 
so that's how I started. And uh, um, I traveled within India for uh, over a year and, uh, you know, covering different places. India is big, so, uh, you know, even traveling for over a year, I have barely covered 40% of it. Um, so then, then, then I decided, then I had a look at uh, Nomad List, which is the website which collates uh, all the places. And I said, why not? Why, why am I traveling in India and if I can go somewhere else? So last June, June 2016, I moved to Chiang Mai, spent a few months there. Uh, then I also traveled to Cambodia, Indonesia, Vietnam. Uh, and uh, I, I just felt like, okay, I'm now uh, living this life. Uh, and I'm making the most out of my job. And that's when I started thinking about remote explorers. Uh, sorry for the call. Uh, yeah, that's, that's when I started thinking about making India a digital nomad uh, hub. A destination for digital nomad and that's how the idea of remote explorers came along awesome man you know thanks for sharing your story and uh, i'm glad you actually made that decision to not only travel uh, around india but actually to explore the world um and actually uh, our fellow guest uh, who is indian digital nomad hitesh uh, started out very similarly to, to you and uh, he was backpacking around india uh, seeing the the continent very much on a budget and then uh, he decided he wants to explore beyond and now i think he's in romania and, uh, so i think a lot of people start off that way they start locally maybe in their own city their state their own country and they're like you know what why don't i explore another country so uh really excited for your journey um since leaving india what uh what countries cities uh, you mentioned chiang mai uh what are the different countries and cities you visited so far so i've stayed in chiang mai I have uh, spent a couple of months in Indonesia, mostly in Bali, and then also going around in other islands. Uh, I have I have uh, spent time in Cambodia, uh, then Malaysia. Uh, I was in Penang for a short time, uh, working from there and exploring the place. Then uh, this is my second trip to Vietnam. I'm currently, uh, you know, uh, currently in Vietnam. Uh, in my first trip, I spent a couple of months going around and then uh, I liked Da Nang in my first trip. So I said, uh, okay, let me go back and uh, spend some time there because it's a beautiful city with beach, river, the mountains are nearby, lots of places uh, around I can go to in an hour's time. So that way it's a complete place for a digital nomad. Yeah, so you pretty much covered all of the major uh, digital nomad hotspots in Asia, you know, everything from Chiang Mai in Thailand to Bali in Indonesia to Da Nang in Vietnam. Uh, and now you obviously uh, focus on uh, bringing people to India. Um, walk us through uh, some of the major travel hotspots and especially some of the major digital nomad hotspots in India. Uh, I mean, I can think of Goa, for example, or Mumbai or Delhi or Agra. Uh, tell us about some of the other ones that are really good for digital nomads in India. Yeah, so, uh, you know, India certainly has a lot of potential to be, you know, the digital nomad hub because it's a big country and a country with a lot of diversity. There are mountains, there are beaches, but um, so far, uh, 
not a lot of digital nomads uh, that I know or that I don't know are coming to India and spending time there. Uh, primarily because there are a lot of prejudices about India and at one point in time the internet connectivity was not so great and that perception has sticked so far but now things are getting better and uh, we believe that we really want to make India popular and as you said Goa is certainly one of the places. Uh, currently there are a lot of co-working spaces in big cities Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, Hyderabad uh, but not so much of it is happening outside big cities uh, and not so much of it is happening in travel or tourist destinations. So apart from the retreat, we are also uh, starting a co-working, co-living place in the Himalayas uh, in October, uh, right after or rather uh, between the retreat time. So we'll have to juggle between two projects at the same time. Awesome. Uh, you know, sounds great what you're doing there. Um, I've actually traveled quite in India in about six or seven months traveling in India. I went to pretty much every state in India except for the Northeast, like Assam and Nagaland, but uh, everything else. I did the whole triangle and I absolutely love India. Um, and I always felt a little bit out of place, even though I look 100% Indian, uh, because of my um, you know, accent, my pronunciation, uh, the way I dress, the way I act, uh, my inability to speak Hindi very well. Um, people always treated me as a foreigner. Uh, I think the, the term is NRI, which stands for non-resident Indian. So I always felt a little bit out of place. People still try to rip me off, even though I actually wore local clothes just to feel like I could fit in, but I kept getting ripped off. So there, there are a lot of challenges um, in going to India. One is the poverty, the crowds, the noise, um, you know, obviously like um, getting ripped off as a foreigner. How do you actually deal with challenges? Yeah, so I feel that, you know, uh, India is too big to generalize. So uh, I also had the same perception, you know, uh, I also had the same perception about uh, rest of the India from my small lens of eyes at one point in time. But then, then when I traveled to Himachal, the uh, you know uh, the Himalayas region and states out there, I felt that people there are much nicer, and all these issues that uh, foreigners typically face. Uh, yes, it's India, so. It still uh, is a difficult place to be, but uh, I think there is a beauty in this difficulty. That difficulty comes from the fact that there is diversity and there are too many people and there is poverty, of course. Uh, but I think, you know, if you choose the destination wisely and if you do your research, bit of research to start with, I think it's much easier than, uh, you know, because some of my friends have traveled to India without in in first few days they got ripped off, but uh, they then they learned their way. So uh, this is the thing about India, you know. Uh, if you you have to give it time, that's what I feel. Uh, you cannot make a judgment about India in week or ten days. If you uh, spend little longer, then you'll start enjoying uh, the place. You just need to invest some time. To know the place whereas some places like Chiang Mai you can just go there and start your day 
like a normal day because it's much easier to uh, you know to start your routine there and be there yeah, I think at the end of the day, no matter where you are in the world, you're going to have challenges. I'm, I'm actually here in Medellin, Colombia, which is another big digital nomad hotspot, one of the major digital nomad hotspots here in South America. And we have our own challenges, the number one being um, language. Uh, everyone here speaks Spanish, and I don't uh, know Spanish, uh, so it's obviously very difficult to travel here. Uh, the Wi-Fi is very off and on, even here where we're staying, um, not, ama not amazing, and as a digital nomad, we need amazing Wi-Fi. Um, but luckily, you know, uh, we're getting our sponsors today, so shout, shout out to Hostels Columbia. Uh, they're actually sponsoring us today here in return for our uh, writing about the hostel. So we're really loving uh, Colombia and Medellin. Um, in terms of India, uh, tell us about um, uh, this uh, retreat. Uh, so you came up with this idea to bring people into India by creating this amazing retreat. I had a chance to look at it, uh, the website, and it uh, looks pretty amazing. I, I unfortunately won't be able to make it because I'm actually going to be traveling around South America still. I'll probably be in, I think, Peru uh, or Bolivia or Chile around that time. So I will be able to um, kind of tune in on Twitter and follow you guys vicariously through the social media uh, space. Uh, but tell us about um, the retreat if people want to come and attend live. Uh, so we are pretty excited about Remote Explorers. So as I said earlier, while traveling to Southeast Asia, I realized that uh, India can be a digital nomad hub. And all the problems that uh, you mentioned, uh, I, those, would, those are the reasons why people are not coming to India. So then I just thought that we can have a retreat where all these problems are taken care of and people can just come and start working and uh, explore the beauty of India. Uh, that way is life would be much easier for other digital nomads and then in the next trip they can start exploring on their own once they have some ways with india and how to deal with indians and uh, indian shops and how, how to get the best wi-fi how to get the best 4g data and stuff so uh, i think one month is a great time and uh, a perfect time for people to uh, come to India and uh, visit a small part of it and uh, then then be on their own uh, thereafter so we're uh, you know we are organizing this retreat in Dharamshala uh, in McLeod Bench basically uh, which is uh, uh, which is where the Bai Lama stays uh, it's it's up there in the Himalaya so you'll see a lot of beautiful mountains there are mountains to inspire you there is greenery to uh, keep you refreshed and keep you productive. Uh, but we just don't want to rely on just the place. So we are organizing a lot of things during the, during the retreat. So uh, as I said, we want to give people India experience, but a month is a short time to give complete India experience. So we are combining a bit of culture, a bit of adventure activities, and uh, a lot of work. Uh, focused activities during the retreat so uh, on the work side we are uh, you know we are uh, keeping some mastermind sessions some uh, networking sessions with Indian digital nomads uh, for the participants who come for the retreat uh, so that they can make some friends in India they can make some connections in India probably they can outsource some stuff to India uh, then then we are also uh, 
you know, uh, making it more like because it's a, a small group, so we want to uh, make it more like a accountability group. So we will have daily stand-ups, um, and during weekdays we'll have some skill share sessions. Uh, so that's on the work side. Uh, during weekends we plan to have a lot of activities, adventure uh, activities and cultural activities. Uh, so during one of the weekends, we'll uh, you know uh, take people to uh, or take participants to paragliding uh, in Himalayas, which would be an exciting uh, you know experience. And I'm sure I've done it uh, before, and I still remember every single detail of it. So it will be quite a memorable experience for participants. Then on one weekend, we are uh, you know. Uh, keeping a mountain survival camp. So, uh, you know, because it's a mountainous region, there are, there are a lot of sheep herds and uh, shepherd communities around. And we just thought we'll connect with them and uh, we'll collaborate with them to give uh, participants a unique experience. So the idea is to, you know, uh, take the participants in the mountains uh, without much uh, resources at hand. And these shepherds will uh, basically uh, teach people what plants to eat, what not to eat, how to survive in the mountains, how do they do it. And uh, I think it's a, it's a great experience because uh, I, I don't know many places where you can get this experience. Then there will be a lot of trekking involved. Uh, on the culture side, there would be uh, some introduction to Buddhist culture will uh, because it's a Buddhist, uh, you know, Tibetan Buddhist hotspot. Uh, hot um, we are taking people to the art institute and a um, couple of museums, uh, monasteries, and so on. Uh, so, uh, to sum it up, it's like uh, on weekdays, the focus would be on work. On weekends, the focus would be on exploring India and uh, doing some adventure activities. Sounds amazing. And I've actually been to the city, uh, McLeod Grange in uh, Dharamsala. Absolutely loved it. I love the streets, the little winding streets. And there's always like a corner and you pop out and you're like amazed by how beautiful it is. And obviously it's uh, rich, rich in Tibetan Buddhism. Uh, so if you're interested in learning more about the Dalai Lama, maybe you might run into him. Who knows? He lives there. So if you're lucky, he might be there during the retreat. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, uh, his uh, as per uh, his schedule, he is going to keep his uh, teachings in September during the retreat. So we we will arrange uh, if that teachings happen, uh, we'll arrange for passes for all the participants so they can seal the Lai Lama talk. Wow, that would definitely be amazing. Another reason to join the retreat. So uh, what are the dates uh, and what are the costs roughly for the retreat, um, Mayur? Yeah, so uh, the retreat is starting on 15th September uh, and it will run up to 15th October. Uh, we are keeping two options because some people like sharing. So for sharing, uh, the cost is $999 and for uh, single occupancy, it's eleven ninety nine. Uh, in in this pricing, we are keeping all the activities. We are uh, making sure people have good internet, uh, power backup, and they can 
basically they don't have any uh, obstacles during their work uh, we are also providing daily breakfast and lunch uh, we are not providing dinner only because we want people to go out and explore uh, this beautiful place uh, but yeah almost everything else is covered and But that is amazing. So pretty much you're getting the retreat, you're getting the accommodation, you're getting breakfast, lunch, all the activities, all the learning, all the teaching, the workshops for about a yeah. thousand US for one month. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's actually really, really affordable and a great price for people who are coming from the West to come to India. Yeah. And we are also ensuring Western comforts uh, so that, you know, uh, like for example, we have uh, selected the accommodation uh, very carefully because uh, me and my partner Prashant, both of us are a digital nomad, so we know uh, the preferences of, for digital nomads from different places and different regions. So uh, you know, we are ensuring everything to be all right and just coming and join in and have fun. I have to ask you the most important question. What is the upload speed and what is the download speed? Yeah, so we are ensuring 20 Mbps, minimum 20 Mbps in upload download, which may not be great for some of the places, but uh, which is still uh, considerably uh, better than what uh, we used to have a couple of years uh, ago. And uh, I think 20 is a good speed to start with. And if we feel that this is not enough for the participants. We are ready to boost the infrastructure to uh, maybe 30 or 35. So that should not be an issue. We just want to make this retreat a great experience for all uh, because this is the first digital nomad retreat in India. And uh, we don't want to keep any single stone unturned to make this a great event for all. Yeah, definitely amazing that you are the pioneer, the founder of the first and biggest and only digital nomad retreat in India. Uh, that's definitely a, quite the accomplishment. And I know it's just a few months away. So congratulations in advance for this upcoming retreat. Thanks, Ricky. Thank you very much. I'm humbled by your words, but I'll take those as compliment. Thanks. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean it, um, you know, uh, to the reason I actually say it also is because uh, uh, for those of you who don't know who are regular listeners, I, I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And back then, before I started my own digital nomad journey, I was an event producer and I put on everything from small workshops, like uh, maybe like a two hour, three hour in the evening to one day, like nine to five uh, type of workshops for 20, 30 participants. But I also put on like uh, bigger conferences, like multi-day multi-speaker conferences for about 30 to 40 speakers and about uh, two to 300 people. And I know uh, firsthand how much work it takes to put on an event. Uh, that's probably why I have a few more gray hairs, aside from having my kids, obviously. Uh, but putting on events was, uh, was amazing. I love uh, building community. I love bringing people together. But at the same time, it was very, very challenging as well. Um, so this year, I'm actually putting on a Digital Nomad Mastery um, online summit it's called a virtual summit so stay tuned for that one that's coming up in November um, so if people are interested um, in a virtual summit uh, you know make sure you sign up at digitalnomadmastery.com for that one um, I'm curious Mayur about uh, your plans 
Um, you know, you are from India, but traveling around the world, uh, you mentioned uh, all these places around Asia you've been to. What is your vision for the future? What do you want to do in the next few months, next few years, and beyond? Yeah. So, uh, next few months, uh, there are a lot of projects in my hand. Uh, one is the retreat. Uh, the second, uh, and I think equally exciting thing happening is that we are starting a rural co-working, co-living place uh, in in Indian Himalayas, not not too far from the retreat, actually 15 kilometers from the place. Um, so just to give you some idea and some background about it, uh, I was always working in big cities uh, before starting my remote job. I worked in Mumbai and I worked in Bangalore. And, uh, uh, you know, India being crowded, Indian cities are, uh, I, I would not want to go back to city life uh, ever again if I had that chance. Uh, so, so then, uh, you know, when I started my digital nomad journey, uh, I went to this beautiful village in, in the Himalayas. Uh, and I said, wow, this sounds great, you know. Uh, and I started uh, thinking in those terms. I started thinking about why people need to be in cities when we have technology and infrastructure available. Uh, so that's how, that's how we uh, uh, started thinking about starting a co-working, co-living place in a rural setting. Um, and it's coming up in October. Uh, it's a beautiful place. A uh, couple of mud houses and then there are rooms inside mud houses. Uh, there are water streams flowing uh, next to the uh, place. Uh, so it's amazing. You'll sleep with the sound of a mountain stream and wake up with some chirping birds. Uh, so we are pretty excited about it. Um, next few years, being a digital nomad, I really don't think that long. Uh, I just take life as it comes. But uh, I do want to travel beyond Asia. And uh, I think once we settle this up, uh, stabilize our uh, rural co-working space, uh, maybe that should come up. And as you mentioned, Goa, I think that would be our next destination to start a co-working, co-living place as well as have a retreat somewhere next year. Sounds amazing. Uh, so, you know, you've obviously uh, made it successfully as a digital nomad. Now you're uh, building up a retreat to, uh, you know, connect digital nomads in India, uh, building up the co-working and co-living space. So you're doing amazing work. Um, I'm curious to know, what advice you, would you give to someone who's listening right now, who's watching right now? Maybe they're in Mumbai or Delhi or Calcutta or Madras or Bangalore or one of the major cities in India, and they're thinking, how do you do it? How do you become location independent? How do you become nomadic? How do you become a travelpreneur? What advice, what tips would you give to that person watching and listening right now? Yeah. So uh, the first thing is, you know, I feel that uh, uh, there are different ways to be a digital nomad, but uh, some of them I personally feel that Unless you build some skills, some strong skills, it's not going to be sustainable. So I feel that if you want to be a digital nomad, uh, just just build a, a strong skill set. Uh, maybe you know if you feel that your current skill set is not uh, 
matching this lifestyle for example you you are doing something which cannot be done remotely and if you still want to be remote uh, build some skills which are uh, pro digital nomadism like programming or designing because most of the digital nomads that i meet or that i see are into programming or e-commerce uh, and and it's it's nice to you know start this lifestyle but to make it sustainable uh, just just think uh, well before building your skill set because uh, otherwise it's much easier to flow go with the flow and uh, you know realize couple of years down the line that okay this is where not not where i wanted to be so just just build the skills and start exploring this beautiful world that's great advice i i totally agree there you need to have a um, digitizable skill sets um, you know you need to have a skill set that actually is digitizable and monetizable it could be anything from what you were saying like programming it could be even coaching like I do uh, private one-on-one -on -one coaching I run mastermind groups that I charge for I have a uh, several different online courses I have uh, four of them on Udemy um, I'm running a virtual summit uh, E-commerce stores, that's another great way. Being a social media marketer, um, you know, uh, literally, literally, the, the list is literally endless. And we have actually interviewed uh, over 190 digital nomads at the time of this recording. Um, and uh, out of those 190, there's so, uh, so much variation. Uh, some people are making multiple streams of income. Some people are working for a company, um, such as yourself, who, is, uh, who allow you to work remotely. Uh, some people have just uh, established their own authority and then uh, got um, income streams that way. So there's a lot of ways. Uh, so Mayur, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, if people wanted to connect with you, both on a personal level, to find out about your own digital nomad journey, and also on the corporate level, the business level, the retreat level, to find out about the retreat, how can they do that? Yeah, so uh, for the retreat, you can visit uh, www.remoteexplorers.com. Uh, if you want to connect, with me uh, on a personal level uh, you can email me at mayur m a y u r at the rate remoteexplorers.com um yeah uh, i'll be happy to help or happy to connect with you because i like connecting with people and we are building a community so uh, it would be great to have you as a part of the community yeah, highly recommend you connect with Mayur, as you can tell by this interview. Uh, he has definitely has a wealth of experience and expertise and a passion for the subject and for building that community. I um, definitely wish you the best. Uh, I know it's going to be an amazing retreat. I, I wish you lots of success and uh, a lot of blessings from God for this retreat that's coming up. Thanks, Ricky. Thank you for the opportunity again. And thanks all of you for listening to this podcast. Um, and I'll definitely be in your digital summit. So just send me the details and yeah, I'll be there. Well, sounds great. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Uh, very inspiring to uh, interview a fellow Indian digital nomad uh, who's traveling around the world. He's made his digital nomad dreams come true. And not only has it made him true, uh, come true for himself, now he's building this community in India, uh, you know, in uh, Himalayas Pradesh, and maybe in Goa in the future as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, make sure you connect with him uh, through the website once again, Remote Explorers. 
Uh, I'll have the link below. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can actually just click through right in the YouTube description. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, make sure you just click through on the show notes. Um, and uh, make sure you connect with him on social media as well. And make sure you connect with us. We're Digital Nomad Mastery across the web, digitalnomadmastery.com, Digital Nomad Mastery on YouTube and on iTunes. And um, you know, if you check out the hashtag, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn, and beyond. <laughs> and also, a uh, quick little side note here, we, uh, we have an active and engaged Facebook group called the Digital Nomad Mastery Community for aspiring new and established digital nomads. A lot of our guests, uh, you know, the 190-plus uh, uh, guests are on that, on that, uh, on that group. And uh, it's a great way just to ask your questions, um, to ask advice, to share uh, in some of your experiences with other fellow nomads. Uh, so thanks again, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks, Suki. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make income while traveling the world.